welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. Welcome to the ABCA's mini-series, Father and Son. In this series, we cover the coach-player and parent-child relationship through the eyes of the coach and their sons who played for them. This is a truly unique relationship, and this mini-series should be of value to any coach, parent, or player. Thanks for tuning in, and please enjoy Father and Son. Next up on Father and Son, we sit down with Rich and Alex Maloney. Rich played at Western Michigan and was an assistant for the legendary coach Fred Decker. Rich has been a head coach for 24 seasons with two stops at Ball State and Michigan. He's had over 800 career wins and a 60% winning percentage. He's also on the ABCA Board of Directors. Alex played at Ball State from 2013 to 2017 for Coach Maloney. After college, he played professionally for the Chicago White Sox. Currently, Alex is an assistant coach for Ryan Kelly at Wayne State in Michigan. Welcome to Father and Son. Well, we're here with Rich and Alex Maloney. Uh, Rich and I go way back, and I know Alex a little bit uh, just from watching him a little bit when he was in high school. And uh, thanks for being on here with me, guys. Glad to be here. Yep, and... um, yeah, Alex, I want to start with you. You had to switch high schools. Uh, can you talk about that transition a little bit, switching high schools? Yeah, uh, well, the, the original plan after my, uh, my dad uh, went to Ball State University, that was uh, the middle of my, uh, right before I was about to start my senior year of high school. So uh, kind of uh, unfortunate timing on, on my part or, uh, you know, for me, but uh, I had a decision. My parents were very supportive. They gave me the full decision, said, hey, if you want to come with us, you know, you can come with us. If you want to stay back for your senior year, stay back. And uh, Wayne Welton, he's the uh, director of operations at uh, University of Michigan Baseball. Um, he uh, he opened up his home. Him and his family opened up their home to me, um, you know, in Chelsea, Michigan. And I chose to stay for my, my football season, um, just being in the program for so long and wanting to play football with my buddies. And um, I chose to stay. Um, originally the plan was to stay the whole year. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had some tournament events after, uh, you know, after the football season. And we thought as a family, it was best for me to join them in Indiana. Um, and which is, you know, some people think it was, you know, it was obviously, um, different, very, very difficult. Um, you know, joining a school with not knowing anybody at all. Um, I, I graduated probably three or four kids that I knew. Um, so it was, it was a difficult thing. And, uh, but you know, I, I'm still friends with a few of those kids and, um, you know, it all worked out in the end. That's like the old days of college when you could take mid-year, uh, transfers, you know, back. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit, Alex. I mean, I, you know, you go from playing football at, in Chelsea, at Chelsea and then, you know, going and being around a completely new set of, of teammates for baseball. Talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, well, I joined. I joined the school actually in. Uh, I want to say it was like the right in December, the first of December. Um, one one person besides my brother, and he was a he was two years younger than me, so I didn't even see him. 
um, just starting all over, you know, being a, being a senior at my other school, you know, you got all these friends you grew up with. And then all of a sudden you walk into this brand new school at the lunchroom table. I had a different lunch than my brother, um, you know, just walking around, not knowing any faces at all. And, um, you know, some of the, fortunately I, I started to, there was a, there was a kid named Austin Conway, who's, who's still a good friend of mine. Um, he was committed to play at Indiana state university at that school. So, um, you know, obviously being, you know, baseball players, we, uh, you know, we interacted really well and he became a close friend of mine and he helped me kind of show, he showed me the ropes a little bit at the school and, um, season, you know, going forward. So we just started hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it worked out really good. Once the baseball season started, uh, meeting all the guys. And once I kind of got, um, you know, accumulated with the school, it was, uh, you know, it was a good fit. Do you feel like that helped your college transition then? I know you had to to take some lumps there with the high school side of it. Do you feel like that helped your college transition? Yeah. You know, I don't have any regrets at all. I mean, it was a, you know, it was very hard for me to leave my friends obviously. And I, you know, they, they were very, very understanding and supportive. I was very surprised by it. And I'm I'm very thankful for them to this day um, for that. But um, I think it, it helped me as a man, um, just a tough situation, kind of, you know, helping my family out and going down there and, you know, help my, helping my brother and sister kind of get accustomed to the school as well. Um, because they, they were, they were the, they were, they weren't really given a choice. They had to, you know, they were younger in their, their careers there and they had to really move. So it was hard for them. Um, I was given a choice. So I wanted to go help my family as much as I could. And it, it helped me as a man, um, realize, you know, what, what's most important with the family and, um, going down there and then, uh, meeting new people, kind of getting out of my shell. I'm a, I'm a very um, introvert. I'm pretty I'm pretty introvert. Um, but I've, it's helped me doing that was kind of the first step for me, kind of getting out of my shell here and awesome. um, and I'm getting better with that. So that was I'd say that helped as a man. Rich, at one point, did you feel like Alex was going to be able to play college baseball? Oh, I thought ever since he was a little boy, he always was very talented and gifted, and he had a passion. Uh, to play sports and compete. Alex is a, a just natural competitor in everything that he played. He was very competitive. And so um, I really felt like from very early on, we used to play long toss together since he's a little boy and he always could really, really fling the ball. So, uh, and he loved going out to work out in practice. So even when he was littler, he wanted to constantly do stuff to try to be a better athlete. So that's, it, it happened at a very early age. Yeah, and I, I, Alex, I remember when you were younger, when we'd play at Michigan, I remember you being out on the field with the guys. Um, you know, Alex, what other sports did you play growing up? You know, I, I played all three. I played uh, football, basketball, baseball. Yep. Um, I love football. I, I love football. It was my favorite, one of my favorite, you know, baseball is the best at with, yep. without a little three for me, but um, I love football still to this day. I'm a diehard Lions fan. Uh, like, my father, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we talk about the Lions all the time. I just love football, but you know, baseball is always in my heart. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my, uh, you know, I love baseball as well. So, but I, I, I played a little basketball as well up until my junior year, kind of had an injury with basketball. I had to kind of stop with that, but, um, football and baseball were my two primary, you know, sports. Rich, had you coached Alex at all in anything um, before he got to college? Had you guys had any team setting uh, coaching-wise before that? Yeah, well, uh, any of his summer teams, yep. I would always help out when I was around. Yeah. As you know, yep. in our profession, not around a lot, but when I was around, and I tried to be around as much as I could, but whenever I was around and they were having a practice, I'd hop in there and uh, help yep. out. Yep, I think uh, we all went through that. Yeah, so that's kind of how we did it. But officially being the like the full-time coach, I never really got that opportunity. 
But yeah. we did enough of it at the house <laughs> in the winter, that's for sure. Now, talk about the, the relationship in college with how did you guys handle father-son, player-coach relationship when you guys were in college? Well, I, I think Alex did a really nice job of um, making sure he was with the team. Yeah. So he never talked about the team. I never had him talk about the team uh, because that wouldn't have been good space for him. Um, So it was business uh, in a lot of ways. Um, And what was good about that was that he was a grinder. I mean, he just a hard worker. So it was never – he was pretty talented, so therefore it was never a question of him playing or any of that. So he had earned that himself. Um, so that was good. I think he handled it as admirably as he could. Um, cause you know, it can get kind of dicey if, uh, you know, if you start bringing stuff at home and stuff, but he kind of, he was at college and he was with his buddies and he came in with a great group and they uh, were amazing kids and they all got along together. But I think Alex did a, a really good job with that. Alex, Scott French would compliment you, by the way, when, when Scott and I would talk. Uh, Scott was very complimentary of you. Um, so, Alex, what about your perspective on that? Yeah, you know, like you said, touching on that, you know, we, we, we kept it strictly business. I just I put my head down. I went to work every day um, and I had great teammates. You know, I, at the end of the day, you know, it was all about the teammates. And I'm very I'm very blessed for my, my experience with all my teammates at Ball State. You know, they, they were hard workers like me. They accepted me. Um, and you know, our first, uh, you know, going into college as a freshman, um, that class that I came in, what we, we, we decided the reason that I went to ball state was because of this class. You know, one of the reasons, um, a big reason was this class that I came in with, there was a lot of really talented kids in that group, um, kids that are still playing professional baseball. Um, and you know, kids that did not play professional baseball were great college baseball players and, um, and just great people, all just great people. And, you know, that's the, that's the, uh, the difference we think at Ball State that uh, the coaches have instilled there. My father and great coach with Scott French and Dustin yep. Glant, yep. Um, you know, guys like that have all just instilled this this uh, hard work ethic and just a, a great atmosphere among all teammates. And if, excuse me, they accepted me um, very well, and I'm I'm very blessed to this day for that. Um, and you know, we kind of had this vision of coming in as a freshman class. Um, you know, with an older group that just came off of a really successful season. Um, they turned the program around the group, the team before I, my, my class got there, turned the, they turned the program around. Um, they lost in the championship game in the Mac, but they came off of, uh, you know, a plus 15 win season from the year before. Um, and, uh, we felt like my, my class could come and help that group. And those seniors, um, accepting us freshmen was just phenomenal. Um, to this day, it was incredible, the leadership we had and just accepting all these freshmen coming in and, um, you know, helping them out in any way we could. And um, and we did, and we won a championship because of it, um, because of all the seniors and juniors and um, guys that just accepted us with open arms, and we're very thankful for that. Rich, talk about Kelly's, you know, her, her role in all this. How was she during the recruiting process for Alex? Was she okay with Alex coming to play for you? And then, Alex, talk, talk a little bit how, how she handled you during your playing days uh, for your dad. Yeah, well, I would say that um, Kelly was happy that he was going to end up playing uh, here uh, because, um, obviously, in this profession, if you end up going away – we don't get to see as much. Obviously, she would have been traveling to see him wherever he would have went. Uh, but nevertheless, it was nice having the family together and everybody was able to 
you know, sometimes it works. It's very important, I think, in these types of situations that you have someone who can handle their own on the field like Alex could. Yep. If if Alex would have been more of a marginal player, yes. I think it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but being he was uh, he earned his own keep with the team, and because of that, made the adjustment better. But Kelly and uh, I think she ended up being real happy to be able to have all of us together, especially considering you know when you make a move in the profession, it's you know it's not easy. Yep. And it's especially not easy on the family. Yep. The coach, like when when I went to Ball State, and I'm off and running again. Yeah, it wasn't easy for me either. But yet I'm off and running. But yep. the, the family is what everybody misses. Uh, it's a big transition. So Alex's senior year, my uh, children having to go to different schools, as many of us in the coaching profession have experienced, and then the wives had to pick up the pieces because we're, you know they had to move again. From where they were in a good situation, which isn't easy. Yep. But um, I think having us all together, I think she was real happy about that. I think it's got to be one or the other. They either have to be an everyday player, like a slam dunk everyday player for you, or never ever see the field or getting a bat here and there. I, I don't think you can have any in-betweens. It's got to be one or the other. They're slam dunk every day or they don't ever see the field and they're just a, a role player that's a good teammate. So, Alex, talk about your guys, your mom, you and your mom's relationship uh, while you're playing for your dad. Well, I don't. I know she's a, she was a nervous wreck a lot of the time. You know, <laughs> I know she was always pacing down the the you know the, the, the foul pole lines, especially at the MAC tournament. So, um, you know, I, I know she enjoyed it. You know, being able to see her her husband, you know, rebuild this program, and you know, then see her her, her son, um, a little part of it. You know, and that's you know, I think that that was that was pretty special for her. Um, and my brother and sister were able to see me play and. Um, had I chosen to go, you know, elsewhere, um, it would have been more difficult, you know, for the family, but, uh, you know, the options were there and, you know, we felt like, you know, as a family and, you know, I did, I chose at the end of the day, you know, to be a part of a, you know, something bigger than myself and a program that was, um, really rebuilding. And, you know, I know my mom was, she was supportive either way of that. Alex, were you born in Muncie? I was not. I was the only. I'm the only child that wasn't. I was okay. born in Kentucky, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was trying to think of the timeline for you that um, I'm a where you're going through. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Bloomington, Normal. My dad was an assistant at Illinois State when I was born, so um, you know a lot of similarities with that yeah. as well. Rich, what about this experience? You know, coaching your son in college. Do you feel like helped make you a a, a better coach after he was gone? Well, first of all, I just like say. You know, if, if Alex wouldn't have come here, I wouldn't have gotten to see him play at all. Yeah. And that would have missed a very important part of his life. Yeah. Um, and certainly um, a father-son relationship. So um, from that standpoint, I was encouraged um, when he decided on his own to, to come. Yeah. I remember Gary Gilmore um, was out and uh, we were in Georgia in East Cobb and he knew Alex like you did, like yeah. seeing him grow up. And then uh, he really liked Alex as a player. And he told Alex after a game, he said, hey, Alex, you can come play for me if you'd want. But he goes, your dad's rebuilding that program. And he said, talked about his relationship with his son when his son came back from, I think, Virginia or something, and how much it meant to him. And I still remember that conversation. And I remember when Alex chose to come, there's some tough things when that happens. When your son is struggling, like we all do, the game of baseball has a lot of failure in it. It's really hard, and it's especially hard when you're the coach and 
you, you know, the performance isn't what your son wants and you're trying to help him. No different than any other player. And then those time, then there's those moments where it's phenomenal where he just goes off and uh, like Alex did many times. And it was such a joy, uh, but it's always pins and needles. So it's tough. It really is. But on the flip side of it is I wouldn't, I'm for me personally, I'm really glad we experienced yeah. that because we'd have missed a lot of quality time together. Yeah, exactly. Alex, growing up, who was one of your dad's favorite assistant coaches for you? Oh, for you, lot, like, of, oh, he had a lot of great assistants, man. Oh. Uh, to name a few, I mean, Scott, just Scott French was just yeah. a, a phenomenal, you know, loyal guy, and yeah. Dustin Glantz, my all-time, one of my all-time favorites. I think yeah. he's the best pitching coach in the entire country. Um, you know, I love Dustin. Uh, you know, and then uh, you know he had Bob Keller at Michigan, Jake yeah. Boss at Michigan. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, your dad's had a, had a slew of them. You know, were you able to lean on those guys a little bit uh, playing-wise? Yeah, I mean, I always – for me, you know, early in my career, I leaned on Todd Todd Linklater quite a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that was early in the career, and then, you know, he took a different job. About, I think I want to say it was after my sophomore year of college. Um, and then, you know, I always leaned on Scott French. He was, my, he was one of my hitting coaches yeah. as well with my dad, and, um, you know, Scott French really helped me out. Um, and then my senior year, we, we were fortunate to get Dustin Glant, um, and Dustin and I see eye to eye pretty well. I would say, um, we're both, uh, very competitive, um, fiery individuals. So, um, I think that kind of, sometimes, you know, that doesn't always work out, but I think with Dustin and I, um, still to a relationship to this day, um, we saw eye to eye really well and he kind of helped me through my senior year. Um, you know, and so he's had a great, you know, a lot of great assistance. Rich, what were your biggest challenges while Alex was playing for you? It's just like I said, the day-to-day, what what would be hard for the regular person to understand. But when you coach your son, you, you're you I'm in the third base box. So I'm coaching in every pitch, every time he hits the ball, whether he gets a hit or he doesn't, it's deeper. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. There's yeah. a, a deep, you know – you're rooting for them. And then you also know that all eyes are on them. So I admire the kids who end up playing for their dads because that's a different level of pressure yes, that only they know. But I mean, I know it from a distance. I mean, I could feel it myself, yeah. but they're the ones where the, all the eyes are. And so if they make a mistake, you know, all the eyes are on there. If they hit a home run, yeah, all the eyes are on there, but that's what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. But here's what I can tell you. One of the greatest moments for me, period, uh, in our time together, one win in a championship together was special. Um, and I had a lot of great moments, but I was really sick in 217 and I was in the hospital and I was out, I came to the tournament and he let off the game with a home run. Yeah. And to this day, it's special. It was, it was one of those special moments that, you know, that's all I could say. Alex, and I was going to ask you guys about memories. You know, it, what what were some of your favorite memories playing for your dad? Well, like he was talking about, that one when the, the MAC tournament my senior year, um, we were facing a good, a really good pitcher. I ended up coaching this summer in professional baseball. Jerry Salisbury was a great pitcher, um, you know, to this day. And he, he won two MAC championships in the tournament and he led his team. And, um, but all week I kind of studied film on him and my dad was sick. And um, I told my dad, I said, hey, you know, I, I, this kid's going to start me out with a fastball. I'm going to, you know, leading off. That was kind of my job. I would, yeah. I would hunt the fastball. I was an aggressive hitter and, um, in a good way. And 
I'd go up there get my own. And, uh, you know, I told my dad earlier that week, I said, Hey, give me the green light here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I actually told him I was going to hit all home run. I don't know why, but I did tell him. And I think he can attest to that. I told him early in the week, I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hit all home run. In yep. this, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to smoke this ball. Um, and you know, it was pretty special him being back in the dugout. He missed the senior weekend, unfortunately at ball state for us and with him sit with him sick and stuff. And, um, but that was a special moment, uh, beating LSU. Alex get lost at, at his home at, at Alex Box Stadium his entire career, and I think we gave him his first loss. And you know that was a pretty special moment. And uh, you know just the the crazy day of baseball we had in the MAC tournament. You know being up eight to one and you know losing that game in the ninth inning, up eight to one in the ninth inning, and then um, having to play an elimination game later that night, two hours, three hours later. And, being down three runs in the ninth inning of that game and coming back and winning was just, that was crazy to this day. Um, winning a championship. I mean, there were so many great memories that, uh, you know, that we, we were able to share. And I let off too. I actually enjoyed ambushing the first pitch of the game. I, I thought it set the tone. Like you can't do it all the time, especially on who you're facing, but like, I thought it set the tone as a leadoff hitter. If you ambush the first pitch of the game, because the pitcher's now already back on his heels. Well, Kent State started throwing me some <laughs> me a breaking ball the first pitch of the whole series. Hey, that's like, respect. Oh. That's yeah, respect. They, I was like, yeah, they just changed the game. I'm I'm done for this weekend. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Alex, talk about coaching now. You know, and, and some of the takeaways from your your playing days with your dad. You know, and and what you're doing now at Wayne State. I know you're getting your masters, and um, just talk about that experience for you a little bit. Well, so originally, I'll kind of go back to the story here. You know, I was I, after my I, I was very blessed to play with the Chicago White Sox organization and uh, I was released um, and then, you know, kind of just trying to figure out what I want to do. And uh, I was actually going to go and, uh, you know, pursue a, a, a career in federal law enforcement. So like FBI, DEA. Um, I've always had kind of a dream of that. And, you know, I like the adrenaline. I like the, uh, you know all that kind of, that kind of stuff. And, um, so I'll, originally my best path with a lot of my contacts was probably I'd have to go be, uh, you know, I was going to go be a state trooper for a little bit and try and work my way up through that. Um, it was that or get a master's degree. And at the time I wasn't all, I wasn't all that into school and stuff. I, I finished my degree. I just didn't want to go back into yeah. school. And I don't know. I just felt like this was a better route for me. And so I was passing tests. I was about to, you know, go into the next phase of it, phase of it. I was already in like phase three of the state trooper, you know, kind of, um, process there. And all of a sudden, you know, Ryan Kelly at Wayne state university, um, he gave me a call and, you know, I really had to think about it. And he's like, you want to come back and get your master's degree? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll I actually decided I'd do it. But the only thing is I wanted to do business, um, because I still wanted to do the federal law enforcement and business. I felt like was going to give me that best, uh, they were kind of like a diverse background yeah. and like business was probably the best option for me. So I, I chose to do the two years, a two year degree is a tough, tough degree. And, um, for me, and, um, I chose to do it ultimately. And, uh, you know, I started coaching at Wayne state and I, you know, I didn't know much about it, got here. Um, didn't know anybody as well. Didn't really know. I just talked over the phone with Ryan. Um, didn't really know him personally. Um, and you know, I got here and I, I love Detroit. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll go. I, I love the Pistons. I love the Lions. You know, I'll go to games, whatever. Um, and you know, I ended up falling in love with coaching. I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, it was kind of weird. I had never predicted it. I, I never thought I'd be a coach. I did not have any intention of that. I was just like, Hey, I'm going to coach. Um, and it was a really good setup. And, uh, you know, 
we had a very successful first year and Ryan, Ryan's a great leader, a yep. great, a great baseball coach. And he's done a great job at Wayne state. Yep. Um, and I'm very blessed for, for him because he, he, uh, I'm a, I'm the pitching coach. I was an infielder. Um, I pitched a little bit in college, but you know, not, not, you know, probably like 10 innings. So, um, it was a challenge. It was like, Hey, you're going to, you got to come here, but you're the pitching guy. And I said, okay, you know, I'll, I always accept the challenges being competitive as I am. I'm, I'm like, hey, I'll do it. Um, and it was a challenge. And, um, you can bring different perspectives on that though. You know, it, yeah. you know, and honestly, I think that's the quickest way to move up in our coaching profession is on the pitching side. You know, if, if you can exactly. coach pitchers and recruit, I think those guys move up faster than anybody. And, um, it's cool to, to coach positions that maybe, you know, you did pitch a little bit, but you know, you're more on the position side. I think it's really cool to coach, you know, positions that you haven't because you are going to learn, you're going to learn new things about that. And, and coaching's coaching, no matter what position you're coaching, it doesn't matter. Coaching's coaching. And I was very similar. I didn't know if I was wanted to coach at all either. Um, and then when I did it at Evansville, like I got the coaching bug. So, uh, yeah, that, I, I took over the, I took over the pitching staff and, yep. uh, we had a lot of success. We, we got in that large bit of the regional, um, you know, and just, we had some really good pitching, you know, accolades that we were able to win and all, all credit to my players. And they, they did a phenomenal job and um, they kind of accepted me in and that was awesome. And we were off to a good start this year. And Ryan gives me a lot of what I'm very thankful for as well with Ryan helped me out with all of this. He gives me a lot of, uh, he gives me a lot of uh, room to grow as a coach. He, he, he gives me a lot of decisions that I can make. Um, I was calling pitches all year long, um, and he really leaned on me. And I'm very, very thankful for that at, at my age and, um, you know, coaching. I've had a couple of years of experience with that, and I'm very thankful for that and that opportunity that I've been able to grow as a coach. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a bummer time this year, COVID, but um, that our season was cut short. And, um, you know, it's very – we were very – we were off to a really good start. And it, it's too bad that, uh, you know, that um, it, we had to be cut short here. You know, but you also have a, a lot of experience with the baseball side of it. Um, you know, so don't discount that. I know you just got into it, but you've you've been in a dugout or on a bus since you're a little kid. So uh, those are all things that I don't think you can discount from that. Let's back up here and talk a little bit about the recruiting process for you. You know, I, I know your dad said you know about Coach Gilmore. Were there other schools that you were looking at besides Ball State? I had quite a few in the Mid-American Conference, um, Navy and Army. Um, you know, I kind of narrowed it down to kind of coastal, um, central, western, um, um, Naval Academy out of high school. I didn't have the grades to probably get in there. They loved me. And I, you know, so all the kids, high school is important to, uh, you know, you need to, you need to get good grades. Naval Academy was they were calling my name and I, I sent them my transcripts and I did not hear a word back. That guy called me right <laughs> off the bat. Oh, he's like, we love you, man. We, we're going to get you on the campus, everything. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, Naval Academy, those guys are, those guys, it's a very, you know, prestigious honor to go there. And, um, you know, that I didn't have the grade. So, but, you know, Coastal Carolina, Central Western, um, we kind of felt like the best fit for me to be able to contribute right away was the Mid-American Conference. I felt like that was, you know, where I was at. And, um, you know, and that's, that was a, you know, I was very, very blessed to be recruited by, you know, a few schools, quite a few schools and uh, three is great baseball. And I is great baseball, but uh, my dream with my dad being a division one coach, I was around division one all my whole life. And my dream was just to play baseball. And um, so I kind of narrowed it down to that. And uh, you know, that's where, you know, ultimately chose to go. 
I think it makes it easier on that decision to go play for your dad if you've looked at some other schools as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to compete against my dad and my family. <laughs> you know, that was the toughest part. The Mid American Conference. I you know. Um, you know, Central and Western have great programs, and uh, you know those are those tougher. But uh, you know, my dad and mom both went to Western Michigan, so they were recruiting me Western Michigan, and um, you know they do a great job over there. And um, it was it would have been a little weird for me to be able to compete in the same conference, I think, against them. And uh, you know, it, it, I considered it quite a bit, and I went on visits, and uh, you know, just at the end of the day, chose up. You know, with the kids that were coming in with my class, I was like, ah, these guys are, these guys are going to be pretty good. I don't know. You know, we felt like we could, uh, you know, rattle off some championships and, yeah. um, you know, we were able to get one, unfortunately we didn't, we weren't able to get the other ones, but, uh, you know, it, it was, it was all, it all worked out in the end. Rich, talk about coach Decker a little bit and, and just what he meant to you. Well, he's like a second dad to me. So it's probably the biggest honor I could say. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, he took me under the wing, not just as a uh, player, but as a person. And then he gave me the opportunity. Uh, Fred and I were always close. I was a captain the last two years. I was a recruited walk-on. So I was the bottom of the barrel. Uh, 39th player on 39 player T. <laughs> I really was when I came in. But anyway, coach gave me a chance. And I wanted to be a D1 player. I wanted to play in the pro baseball. And I was a late bloomer. And he saw something in me and gave me the opportunity. And then um, through our lives, he's actually one of my very best friends. I talked to him nearly about once every two weeks, every every time, ever since, for this has been 30 years now. <laughs> so um, that's how much impact he's had on my life. He's just a great man, uh, cares deeply about his players, very well respected, did things by the book, uh, never broke rules, just high integrity. And uh, for me, uh, one of the great influences in my life and one of the reasons why I'm a coach. What other advice do you guys have? Uh, you know, it can be on anything for parents, coaches, uh, players listening in right now. What advice do you guys have for them? Rich, go ahead and go first. Well, I just think with your, with your kids, a lot of the parents are coaching their kids at young age. Yeah. Uh, let them find their way. In other words, and it's okay for someone else to coach them. And it's okay for you not to agree with what's going on but just let the other coach coach so that the kid can go through that uh, failures and some of those experiences that are difficult that help you grow as a person. Cause a lot of times um, we as parents in general, you know, we want what's best for our kids. And sometimes we, you know, the, the tendency sometimes to uh, not let them go through pain, but you gotta, in sport, there's a lot of failure and it's a lot, that's where your growth occurs. And so I would say to the parents that, uh, Hey, let them play and let them go through some failures. It's good. And then try not to set your, uh, make your dream, their dream, let them find their dream on their own. In Alex's case, he had his own dream. It was bigger than, you know, not just because his dad was a D one coach when he was 13, he was out taking infield with the Michigan team. Yep. That's because he wanted to not, not because, and I just let him, if he wanted to, and he could hold his own, then he got to do it, but let the kids have their own dream. Alex, what about you? Uh, you know, baseball, it's a tough game and we all know, and, you know, it's always, it is a tough situation, you know, playing for your dad at a, at a high level, you know, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, as you can attest, I'm sure as well. And, um, you know, it's a tough game at the end of the day and, you know, you got to have thick skin, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough ordeal. And we knew that going in, it was no, it was no surprise. Um, it made me a stronger as a man, I, I believe. And, 
Um, but just all the kids, just, just always push through. I mean, it's a, this is a game that's, it's, it's built around failure. And I think that those kids that can just, you know, push through the hardest, um, you know, those are the ones that can stick around in the game. And I think, it, I think baseball can teach you a lot about life and, um, yeah, diversity. um, you know, that's why it's such a great game. And I think the kids at a young age need to, they can continue to realize that, you know, they're not always going to have all the success in the world in this game. And, um, but if they stick through, if they stick through the perseverance and, you know, I think that they, at the end of, at the end of the day. All right. Well, I thank you guys very, well, much, you guys very for, much for jumping on with me. Well, oh, thanks man. for having me. That was great. Yeah. This is great, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, I, I'd say probably in the next couple of weeks we'll start releasing them. Um, so they'll be outside of like the normal Monday ones that we do. Um, I just, I, I think this is going to help so many people, uh, you know, because you're going to have to probably coach your kid at some point. You know, it may not yeah. be in college or high school, but you're going to have to coach your son or daughter at some point. I just think this is going to be a great resource for for people to dive into because there's so many great stories and I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah. We appreciate you. Thanks for everything, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how, how's the rest of the coaching staff doing rich? We're doing, they're doing good. Yeah. Uh, Larry, Larry went back to Illinois. So he's with his family, which is good. Um, Blake's phenomenal. You know, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's he's great. And then, uh, what's Josh Josh going to do? Josh is, he's, he's going to come back. Okay, good. Unless, unless of course he gets some opportunity, yeah. you know, there's not, there's not going to be much movement. No, him, there's not. You know, so re- reality is he'll come back. He did a great job, and thank you, Ryan. I mean, he he's a great person. He's a great person, and I was very I couldn't be more happy. He so loved. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate that lead. That was fantastic. Yeah, and Alex, I'm happy for you, man, because I that was the same thing with me. Like I was going to go be a professor. I was going to go to be a psychology professor, and. That I got the bug as soon as I started coaching with my dad, so I'm happy for you, and I mean it on the pitching side. Like you're, you got a chance to move up pretty quick if you do a good job with the pitching side of it. Ryan, what advice will you give to Alex? Give Alex some advice I, on pursuit. His pursuit is next. Like right now, he's got to figure out. You know, get your degree first. I mean that that's the main thing is get your degree and then just try to make where you're at as good as you can. Like I. You know, it's okay to think about other jobs, but really just focus on the job that you're in right now and, and make that – people will come find you. Um, people know who does a good job. You know, get out and recruit as much as you can, um, you know, that, just, and just do a good job. I know, I know with social media now we see so much self-promotion. At the end of the day, like, if, if you're good, people will find you, and you don't have to self-promote. You know, people know if you're good or not. Well, thank you for that. And honestly, reach out to the guys that coached, coached with your dad because he's – He's had some great ones, mm-hmm. um, you know, on all sides, you know, the pitching side the not, that, that are doing really well at, at all levels of baseball. So th- that's a great resource for, for you, too, because they know you since you're a kid and they're going to want to help you. You know, you, you have you have some built in advantages because those guys know you and they're going to want to help you because they've seen you since you're a kid. It's great. There's a lot of great people in our game. We're yeah. very blessed. Yeah. Um, the ABCA does such a great job. And this yeah. is going to be my fifth i think uh this upcoming january and it, i'm hooked man i'm, yep. I'm so excited yep. uh you know i i, be, I be, i'm bringing along some of my my buddies the young guys in the game yeah and, uh, yep. and we need more of the young guys now yeah it's just a great thing that you guys do and thank yep. you for everything you do for yep. all the like, coaches baseball truly is america's pastime we are all stewards of this great game 
I'm so excited to shine a light on these unique perspectives. All of these guests show their passion and love for each other and the great game of baseball. This is Ryan Brownlee signing off for the American Baseball Coaches Association. Thanks for listening to Father and Son, and remember to leave it better for those behind you.